be this long, this long, or this long. I said it's going to be this long. Amen. Um, <laughs> not, not really. Well, good morning and welcome to the Mission Viejo Church of Christ. We are so happy to see all of you this Lord's Day, especially as we celebrate and remember the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's a great day to be in the house of the Lord today. If you're visiting with us uh, just uh, for the first time or maybe passing through, we want to let you know that you are our honored guest and you're always, always welcome here at this church uh, whenever the doors are open. We want you to do us a favor, though. Um, we want you to take out that card that is in the back of your pew. If you look behind um, the, the, uh, the pew in front of you, you'll see a card and you can take that card out and uh, fill it out. And we've got a box in the foyer that you can put that card into so that we can have a record of your attendance so that we can invite you back out to our great church here. We'd love to have you as a member and as a part of this, uh, this fellowship. Um, Easter Sunday is always a fun time, especially if you grew up in, in church, right? I don't know how many of you are church kids through and through, but I'm a church kid. I'm a PK, a preacher's kid. Uh, and even an elder's kid. So we grew up going to church all the time, and Easter Sunday was always uh, special. I remember having to dress up in our Sunday best, and this was the one time of the year where I had to polish my shoes, right? So I would polish my shoes and, and put on my pastel colors, and, and we would go to church. And I remember my mom used to wear big hats, and it was just a fun time of pageantry, and excitement. And after morning service, we would typically have an Easter egg hunt, and I remember that so well. And then what's better than Easter dinner, right? So we would go home, and mom would cook a ham and turkey, and it was, it was just a wonderful, wonderful time. And for the most part, our church would see the highest attendance ever. So we had a church about five when I was growing up. The, the attendance would go up to about 20, and we thought, wow, We've got a mega church now, right? So we would uh, see our highest attendance on Easter Sunday and even on Christmas. And for the most part, I think um, people are genuinely happy on Easter Sunday. I don't think you'll find too many grumpy people on Easter Sunday. Um, and I think the reason is, well, the question that I have for you, it, why is that? Is it because of the, the holiday aspect that we're so excited? Or is it because of the empty tomb? aspect that we're so excited. And for us believers, I hope it's because of the second um, aspect that I mentioned this morning. I hope we're so excited and we're so thankful because of the empty tomb aspect. So today we are going to continue our sermon series uh, titled The Born Again Identity. The Born Again Identity. And if this is your first Sunday with us, I'll just kind of uh, give you a, a snapshot of what this sermon series has been about. The premise of this uh, series is to remind us of the lives that we are called to live as born-again believers in Jesus Christ. So I've given us a couple of different principles that we should uh, try to live by as, as born-again believers. So part one, the first week, we talked about how to live unashamed. If you're a Christian and a baptized believer in Christ, you have to be unashamed about your Lord. That means you need to tell people that you are a Christian, share that smile, share that message, and let people know. We are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because we know it has life-changing power, right? So that's one characteristic. Last week, we talked about, as Christians, how we are called to live lives of humility. 
We are called to be humble, and that was Palm Sunday. So we talked about Jesus' triumphal entry and about the humility aspect of him coming and riding in on a donkey and giving his life for all of us. So as believers, we're called to be humble, humble people. And this week, this Easter Sunday, I want to talk about how, as Christians, we are called to live victoriously. How do we live victoriously? Because a victorious mindset is very important to the Christian. And I love the fact that God has given us free will to choose how we think about things. God has given us free will to choose how we feel about things. He gives us the ability to control how we consider situations that come our way. So in other words, we can choose to think positively, and we can have smiles on our faces all the time, and we can live victoriously, or we can choose to think negatively and be bitter and be angry and be upset. God gives us that ability to choose, right? So the story goes that there was a boy who wanted to become the greatest baseball player in the world. And he used to psych himself up all the time, and he would say, I'm the greatest batter in the world. So he would go outside, and one day he had a baseball in his hand, and he would throw that baseball up, and he swung. And he said, I'm the greatest hitter in the world, and he missed. And then he picked that ball up again, and he said to himself, I'm the greatest baseball hitter in the world. He threw the ball up, swung, and he missed again. And then he did it a third time. He picked that ball up and he said, I'm the greatest hitter in the world. Threw it up, swung, and this time he missed again. And then he put the ball down and the bat down and he looked up to God and he said, God, I guess I was mistaken. I'm the best pitcher in the world. (laughs) I love victorious mindsets, don't you? (laughs) When we can think positively and and change our thought process and live victoriously no matter what our circumstance or situation is. That's how God wants us to be. I know some people that wake up in the morning and say, good morning, Lord. But then I also know some people that wake up and say, good Lord, it's morning, right? (laughs) You've been there before, haven't you? Amen. Right? God wants us to be victorious. He wants us to have a positive attitude. He wants us to have a smile on our face all the time. And we choose to live that way. Because life is too hard and problems are too big and there's too many annoying situations that you encounter to allow yourself to live in a cesspool of negativity. And that's where many of us like to live. We're stuck in traffic. Life is horrible. We're stressed out at our job. Life is horrible. We're in a tough relationship. Life is horrible. Life is negative and horrible all the time. But as Christians, God says we are called to live victoriously and to live positively. I've got a scripture that I want to look at this morning that will kind of set this context straight. And it's found in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. So if you have your Bibles this morning, read along with us, follow along with us as we consider this text together. The Bible says here, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly 
things. I like verse number two. I want to read that one more time. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. That's hard to do because we live in the flesh and we live on this earth. And sometimes life gets a little difficult and hard. So we choose to live in the flesh and our minds are consumed on earthly things. And that's why we get so upset and so angry sometimes because we're focused on these earthly things. But God tells us to keep our minds set on heavenly things or things above. You see, when I'm having a hard day or a hard time, I think about what Jesus did for me. And that ought to put a smile on my face. Amen. When I'm going through a difficult time or a hard time, I think about my family and how God has blessed me with a wonderful family, and that puts a smile on my face. Amen. We have to learn how to think positively no matter what the circumstance or situation. Why is that, Jason? Well, because of the resurrection of Jesus, we get to live in victory continuously. You think about it. Have you ever played a game before that you knew you were going to win? Huh? Have you been there before? I have a brother that I used to play basketball with all the time, and he was younger than me. So I knew whenever I played basketball, I would always, always win. And see, I would never get frustrated or angry when I was playing basketball because I knew I was going to win. My brother would get upset, angry, bitter all the time because he was on the losing end until he grew taller than me and the roles reversed. But we're not going to talk about that. Um, if you know you're going to win the game, you can live in victory and you don't get stressed out or you, go, you don't get bothered. And as believers in Jesus Christ, we have won the game of life. So when negative energy comes our way, when rude people come our way, when we're stuck in traffic, when there's stress, when there's bills, when there's sickness, we can go, you know what? I've won, and I can still continue to be happy. I've got to brag on, um, you may get mad at me this morning, but I have to say it anyway, uh, Glenn Alsup uh, Sr. is a... Uh, uh, amazing mentor to me from a distance. Uh, you know that Glenn is sick and he's been going through treatment uh, for cancer and every time I see Glenn he's got his back up straight, a smile on his face and you ask him and he says I'm doing just fine. Why can he do that? Because he has a victorious mentality and a victorious mindset and his mind is set on things above not on the world below. And when we're able to have that mindset or that mentality, we can handle anything and everything that comes our way. And we're allowed to have that mentality. You see, our time on earth is too short to live in negativity. We don't have much time down here. So you might as well be happy while you're here. Amen? We don't have much time to be sitting around stressed out, angry, and upset all the time, frustrated, because time is short. Um, so we need to choose to live victoriously. And why is that? Let's go to this next slide. I love, I love this picture. It's a picture of the empty tomb. It's a picture of the empty tomb. And as we think about this Easter Sunday, this is so powerful and so meaning to, meaningful to us because, like I said, it gives us the opportunity to live in victory. If you have your Bibles this morning, let's look at this historical spiritual account of this empty tomb in Matthew chapter 28 verses 
5 through 8. Mike, go to that next slide, if you will. Let's look at this text together in Matthew chapter 28, verses uh, 5 through 8. The empty tomb. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lies. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. This account is so powerful to us believers because we understand and know the life of Jesus, right? Jesus came to the earth to give his life as a ransom for many. And while he was down in the flesh, he said, you know what? I'm going to have to be crucified in order to save you. He told his disciples this, went through the, the crucifixion, went through the passion scene and was killed, crucified, gave his life up. And the disciples then at that point were in disarray. Right? And Jesus then rose again. And the disciples in this text were getting ready to hear the news. And I wonder what was going on in the minds of the disciples at the time. I wonder if they heard the news that they were just so overjoyed. The disciples were really overjoyed, and they weren't overjoyed about peeps. You know, the little marshmallow bunnies? Okay, thank you. They weren't overjoyed about decorated eggs or pastels, even though some of you get enjoyed about pastels. They weren't overjoyed about chocolate or starburst jelly beans, which sometimes I get overjoyed about. But they were overjoyed because he lives again. And that's what Easter is all about, being filled with joy because Jesus is not dead. He's still alive. And the Bible tells us that we can experience that same resurrection spiritually if we decide to give our lives to him. I want to look at uh, really one more verse this morning, and then, then really I'll be done. So, Mike, go to that next uh, slide, if you will. Jesus' resurrection is important to our faith. It is really the cornerstone of our faith. It is vitally important. And uh, I remember growing up in our fellowship, the Churches of Christ, typically we didn't make Easter Sunday that big of a deal because we say every day we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which I totally understand and I agree with the theology and I think it's correct. Um, but I really like the idea of taking this day and celebrating what he did for us, to give us this joy, to give us this victorious mindset. It's so special and it's so awesome because if we didn't have the resurrection, where would we be? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 16 and 17 says this, For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. And that's why we celebrate Jesus' resurrection, because he freed us. And he's given us the opportunity to choose to live victoriously, and all our sins and iniquities are washed away. So, church, we ought to celebrate that today and say, thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus. 
he arose. One last story for you this morning. Might go to this uh, final slide. Um, if you recognize this picture, this artistic depiction, it's a picture of a guy by the name of Daniel. Now, I don't know if he really looked like that, but hey, you know, he's, uh, he's there. And Daniel is in this, uh, this lion's den, and in this artistic depiction, we see him <laughs> surrounded by lions. Um, now, I don't know if you would probably pose like Daniel if you were in a den of lions, but that would not be me. You see, me, I'm sometimes scared of dogs, right? Especially the yappy ones like the Pomeranians. But anyway, um, Daniel, surrounded by lions, is looking out the window going, isn't this a lovely day? <laughs> what a victorious mindset and a mentality. He's in the midst of his life being taken, in the midst of, of being eaten alive by hungry lions, and he's looking out of the window and he's going, ah. Oh, I have no worries. Now, how was he able to do that? Well, if we think about the, the story of Daniel, the story of Daniel, if you go to Daniel chapter 6, we can look it up. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to kind of paraphrase. We know that Daniel uh, was a man after God's heart, right? And he rose to power within the, the, the governmental system of the time. He became a high-powering official in some sense, an administrator, and people were jealous of him. But Daniel had a good relationship with King Darius, right? And the people got jealous, and they made a decree, and they, they knew Daniel was a faithful guy. They knew that he was a believer, if you will. And they said to the king, King, why don't you come up with a decree? That if anyone prays to any other God other than your God, that you take that person and you throw them into a den of lions. So the king signed the decree and said, you got it. They falsely accused, well not falsely, but they accused Daniel of praying. And Daniel, uh, Darius couldn't go back on the word, so they decided to throw Daniel, Daniel in this lion's den. He was falsely accused. Now I don't know if the Bible mentions how many lions were in the lion's den, but I, I went over to the preschool the other day, um, on the preschool side, and there was a three-year-old that came up to me and said, Preacher Jason, how many lions were in the lion's den with Daniel? And I said, you know what? I don't know. I don't think the Bible says. She said, you don't know anything about the Bible, do you? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Where's your daddy? No, I'm just... <laughs> um, but many commentators say there, there, there might have been a hundred lions down in this, in this den. We kind of don't know, but, but Daniel was thrown in there. And he could have been easily destroyed by these lions. And I love this picture because I think Daniel is saying, I am in the midst of difficulty. I'm in the midst of lions getting ready to eat me alive. I'm in this earthly, earthly dwelling place and, and, and they're growling and they're, they're backing up against me. And, but you know what? I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to choose to live in faith. I'm going to choose to live victoriously. I'm not going to focus on what's around me and what's going on. My mind is going to be up on higher things. And if you can keep your mind focused on things above, Jesus' resurrection, the power of the cross, you can handle any and every situation that you face today with a smile on your face and in victory. You know, people come up to me and say, Jason, how can you take being a preacher? People come up to you and they critique your sermon. They talk about your outfit. I mean, everything. And I say, when they do that, I'm not even listening to them. 
because my mind is on things above. I don't have to worry. I don't have time to worry about that because my mind is somewhere else. And I hope and pray that we can have a mindset like that to live in victory. So this morning, let's all celebrate this resurrection story together because it gives us the power to control our thinking, to live positively, to live victoriously. And we can do it, church. We can do it. This morning, if you're not a Christian, we want to make sure that we give you the opportunity to become a Christian. Uh, we have a baptistry prepared, and what we say is that in the Church of Christ, you, you've got to follow the plan of salvation, which I think is, is a good one. You've got to hear about Jesus, believe, repent, confess, and Kim, what's the last step? Be baptized. Amen. <laughs> you know it, right? So we want to give you the opportunity this morning to put Jesus Christ on in baptism and be added to the kingdom, and he'll give you the ability to live victoriously in this crazy, crazy world that we live. Or maybe you are a Christian. And the lion's den is upon you right now, and you're, you're worried about how to get through. God can help you with that today as well. And we want to give you the opportunity to come forth. Whatever your needs or concerns are, won't you come together while we stand and sing a song of invitation? In Christ alone.